A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. Rob D, the Dead Pole Hitter, coming at you with another fab breakdown from the NFPC main event brought to you by my man Todd Whitestone from spstreamer.com, who writes a fantastic fab article weekly going through the main event pickups, drops, uh, really good overall standings, talk about some teams and some leagues, some good, good old fun. Um, I think it's relevant through all leagues to trickle down, talking about the top ads in certain leagues and looking at what the market is uh trending on this week so um like all of you you know we had a little break in the all-star break um some people spent it i guess you know looking more and diving more into the second half of the of the season some people took it as an opportunity to just thaw out from fantasy baseball for a little bit and um you know watch the all-star game watch the home run derby um so but now's the time the stretch run is coming and it's time to dive in gonna want to look at some bullpen changes what's gonna happen some teams might be you know selling off some teams might be adding so guys who get normal pt might be dropping down into you know uh, lesser pt if they go to a team where uh there's not as clear as a path of you know at bats so um just a lot of stuff to be diving into in the future weeks and uh be mindful to mind the news and you know pay attention to manager quotes and all that fun stuff um so yeah gonna hope to get some analysts coming on in the next uh week or two to you know dive into specific aspects so we'll get some bullpen um specialists to talk about things we could watch out for going forward with you know um bullpen usage guys who may emerge as as closers going forward and all that fun stuff and uh yeah so we'll um be trying to get on some guests and get into some you know trade deadline talk and rest of season talk so we can set ourselves up for success as well as um haven't set a date yet but have some participants to get involved in a a draft champion draft for next year, uh, trying to look at some players who the industry and um, fantasy community might be in on for next year, starting right now in August. So we'll be bringing that to you from the Pohitter podcast. Going to try to do a live stream of the draft. If not, it's definitely going to be available in the audio version. So you'll get to see we're going to be doing about six rounds for this year. Um, and then we'll do the rest on the NFBC site when it opens up for drafting in the winter. So, uh, be something cool to look forward to, um, and see, you know, some of the players that are now peaking and changing their values for next year going forward. Be interesting to see where, where, um, some players think they belong. So yeah, with that being said, let's get into this podcast with Mr. Todd Whitesome. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Pole Hitter. I'm here with my man, Todd Whitestone. Todd, what's going on this week? Uh, not too much, Rob. I'm excited for the uh, Subway Series tonight. Uh, you know, it started out well for my side, but uh, it's a long way to go. And, you know, the, both teams are doing really well. I mean, I, I don't think, no matter what the outcome is of this uh, small series, I don't think you can take anything away from either team. They're both playing good baseball and you know this is what we've kind of wanted for a long time you know not not to have one team in the dumpster right absolutely they're both in first and it's the first time that that they've met in a series that they're both in first which i thought was pretty nuts you know um 
That's just how, when, that's how bad the Mets have been. <laughs> well, that's true. But remember when uh, at the beginning of the season, Rob, uh, people were saying, which are the better two teams, the two from Los Angeles or the two from New York? And uh, that's kind of gone uh, out the window with the Angels. Really, uh, I would have never predicted they'd be this bad. Right. Even even the Giants. I mean, you know, I, I, I remember when the Mets played the Giants in the beginning of the season, you know, and, and it was like a big test for them. You know, um, I think they won three out of four and almost won a doubleheader game. Both of the doubleheaders, which which would have made it a sweep, but they 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 just haven't been as impressive as they were last yeah. year. I think that yeah. there was a lot of variance in their in their ability to win close games last year, uh, um, and it's showing up this year. Um, it just doesn't doesn't seem that they have that same magic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll still take these two New York teams over any two teams in the West. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think it's even close. I mean, I just think uh, the Giants. I'd be surprised if they're going to be buyers at all, Rob. I I would think that'd be the wrong way for them to go. They got a lot of older players. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard some rumors of people like suggesting they should trade Rodon. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. It, uh, it it it's hard to read what a lot of teams might do. You know, a lot of rules has changed. It opened up the playoffs, and um, you know. Um, I think they're anticipating just, you know, general changes in baseball. So I think a lot of organizations might not do the typical things that we've been used to, right. You know, um, who knows like the shifting and the baseballs, if that's just going to play an overall role into how these teams, you know, plan ahead, um, might not be the same, but, um, yeah, you, do you, um, anticipate the Yankees making any moves and which one do you, do you want to see them make if, uh, if you were the GM? If I was the GM, I think I think they what they will do, I think, is get go get some relievers, one or two. I think they're going to they're going to they're pretty good at being the economical Rob and not going for the high priced guy, you know, that cost them a lot. So but I think they'll come up with one or two relievers, probably uh, one lefty. They probably could use one of those. Um, I'm not sure about position players. I don't think they're desperate for that. Um, I think they'd they'd love a real discount on somebody, but uh, I'm not. St- I don't think they're. It's a must-have for them. I think they they re- need to bolster the pitching a little. Yeah, I think losing King is a big yeah. big blow. Like he yeah, just that, that hurts. Yeah, yeah, he just seems like one of those ultimate weapon types, especially in the playoffs. You know, um, yeah. just shortening the game and just being dominant. Right. They need one of those. Uh, a real strong guy that can maybe give them two innings at a time. Right. Um, so we'll right. see what, what they do, but how about the Mets? What do you think the Mets are going to try to do? I mean, I would love just Contreras and, and nothing else. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe another, like, you know, one more bullpen arm because Jolie Rodriguez, you know, makes me squirm and not in a good way. <laughs> and, uh, Drew Smith <laughs> is kind of becoming a little more hittable as the yeah. season wears on, but, um, you know, uh, the, the rumors were maybe Mancini and Dylan Tate, which would be pretty cool yeah, trade. Be, I'd like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd, I'd like just getting Mancini over and, um, Tate is really good bullpen arm. Um, you don't think they're going to do a big splash like Luis Castillo. I mean, if they could pull it off, I would love it. I mean, he's turning himself into like a bonafide ace right now, but right. I just wonder how much the, you know, the Reds are asking for, and I know just it's hard to hard to really gauge the Reds, you know. <laughs> Everyone's talking about how how he's yeah. such a you know one of the prime targets, but we don't know how accessible he actually is, you know. Uh, I don't know, but if if they could land Castillo, yeah, I I would love that. But um, I'd like Wilson Contreras behind the plate. I think he would make the lineup really really formidable. Um, sure. He's, I know, he's, and he's I know they just added Michael Perez right in the trade with Vogelbach, so I know right. they protect themselves a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if the Grom just comes back as the Grom, <laughs> um, well, then then you're and, in great shape. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's probably you know not expecting that or or or, or thinking that's going to happen, but as long as you know he 
stays healthy. Um, it's the biggest trade you can make at the trade deadline, I think, is sure. adding sure. him back onto the team. Um, you know, David Peterson's in the bullpen. I feel like he could, you know, unless yeah. they, you know, unless in the playoffs they make him kind of their two inning, you know, three inning, um, right. you know, specialist, right. kind of like King was. Um, right. And we don't know what Tyler McGill um maybe he can come back in that same kind of role where they said you know what let's let's just get him an inning or two and help the bullpen out and you know maybe that's their course of trying to like you know extend his ability to pitch big innings next year you know so but um it's it's all up in there but they got to just decide in the next two weeks that's the thing or next one week excuse me one week right Right. And I feel like they also have some guys in the minors that if they wanted to try to give a shot on. And there's a home run by Marte. All right. Three home runs so far. Rizzo, Judge, and Marte. Um, Man. Yeah. Something yeah. else. Uh, but I feel like I'm the Mets yeah, have, have a couple guys that they could try to bring up and, and see if they help with uh, some offense and a catcher. You know, they bring up Francisco Alvarez. Probably won't happen, but... Again, I'm hoping for Contreras. I just think that if they can get that done. Um, you would and, think the Cubs would want to move him. I mean, I don't see what the point is of keeping Yeah, Contreras. and maybe they sneak in, a you know, uh, a Michael Gibbons or Robertson in that deal also, you know, and and, and, and that that could help in the pen. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's going to be interesting. I hope it's wild. I hope it's crazy. But I just hope it's not, a, you know. I hope it's not a dud. Uh, I want to see some teams making <laughs> making some moves here and uh and, and trying to make things happen. I hope uh, there, there aren't a lot of trades Sunday night at nine thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is the first Todd this week. I I did my fab in half hour. It was the oh. it was it was pretty. I, I I spent the whole week not even looking at baseball. Honestly, it's been Good. uh. The, yeah yeah i took like a real good break and i realized like yeah you know i don't miss this the daily grind it's really and no. i've had trouble getting back into it honestly so for my okay. competitors this is the this is your probably going to be your best chance to pounce on <laughs> your leads on me because uh i've had i've really you know put little little time into uh fab i got home like pretty much with a half hour left to do fab so um uh, you know, it wasn't my usual routine to try to uh, upgrade my team. So, and probably sure shows did, in it in my sure you, fine. <laughs> sure you did fine in your bids anyway. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, we'll talk about it. But yeah, so let's talk about some fab this week. Um, sure. Yeah, let's get into your article. All right, sure. So uh, just to mention that we're at 59% as of uh, Monday morning of the baseball season complete. And um I did list again, we don't have to go through them, Rob, but I did list again the um, 80% numbers and uh, the top team numbers uh, for, the, for each particular category. People can look at that. Uh, the article is sbstreamer.com. It's a free article. And, um, you know, it's mainly the same teams that are leading each category. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the numbers still, I find somewhat amazing, the, very, the number one teams. But um, if you're at the 80% level across the board, that's really good. Uh, you don't have to be number one in a particular category. Um, so just to pick out a couple, uh, the wins 53 and the saves 43 still is, uh, that's a pretty good total. I mean, you got to be doing pretty well to have those numbers. I, I don't have those numbers myself, uh, especially on the win side. Um, do you remember offhand where your wins are? Do you want to look at it and just see if you're at 53? Uh, for pitcher, pitcher wins, I have um, 55 and uh, 50. All right. So you're right there. I think you're doing better than me on the yeah. win side. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, those can be sort of uh, mercurial. You know, sometimes you get them. And then there, you can have a week or two where you really hardly get any wins at all. Um, yep. Yep. So it just, uh, just so they're there for people to look at if they um, if they want. And then I did review eight other leagues. I'm doing eight leagues a week. Um, again, we don't have to go through them, but I do list the top seven places in each of these eight leagues. 
and um, and, and try to give an assessment of you know the likelihood of people winning. So that's there also. Um, I don't know if you had a comment on that, or we should just go to the fab. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the fab, and if we want, if we have some time, yeah. we can we can spin back to that. But I do like those dives; they're pretty cool. Just to okay. It, it's kind of a good comparison, like uh, to look at that and then to try to look at your league and see, you know, how it's cool to see how leagues differ and how some are really alike, you know? Yeah, right. Some leagues are way spread out and some leagues are, you know, three or four guys at the top, very close. Um, yeah. I like looking at the over, like their place in the overall uh-huh. and, 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 you know, like, cause there's times where I feel like, man, if I wasn't in this league, <laughs> so you know, it's just uh, sometimes you just have a really good overall spot, and and you just maybe even in third in your league or fourth, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, and you can see sometimes the guy in second place has a better overall rank than the guy in first place. So yeah, it's yeah. Not, not completely uncommon for that to happen. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So looking at the fab though for this past week, the number one pickup in the most leagues anyway, was Domingo Herman, 39 out of 47 leagues he was added in. Um, and uh, I'm not so, he's a Yankee, so you would think I would be high on him, but I'm not really optimistic about Domingo. Um, I've seen him too many times over the years, and he, he can have stretches where he pitches well, Rob, but then, um, when he gets in the zone, sometimes his fastball is really flat and uh, he, he gives up a lot of homers um, and cert- they can come in bunches also. So I'm personally not too optimistic. I mean, they might start him for two or three times uh, over the next couple of weeks, but I don't think he's going to hold on to the spot and uh, I'm not optimistic for the results. He might get a win or two, of course. But um, did you bid on Domingo or no, you did not? No, no. I don't bid on anyone who slaps people in the faces, Todd, and gets suspended. (laughs) No, just joking. Well, not really. But um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I feel like his swing and miss stuff never translated well into K's when when he starts. Um, But, um, you know, he, he... he could probably give innings, I guess, if you pick him up. I'm just not so sure on the peripherals. And um, Steamer, um, rest of season, and the bat really seems to like him um, with a 118 whip and under four wow. ERA. So, and a little under a strikeout an inning. Um, well, yeah, he does I mean, good stuff. He does good stuff uh, when he's pitching well. You know, he's a lot of movement. And then all of a sudden he goes through a stretch, Rob, where it just his fastball is coming in straight. And then he's he just does not fool anybody. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he could, it could work for half a season, I suppose. Um, so uh, anyway, there were 39 owners that were happy to get him probably. High of $68. And all the lowest bid, winning bids, there was always at least one bid of $1 for all these guys. So Domingo was no exception on that. Um, the second guy I picked up was Nick Prato. 2-2, uh, 36- two, two, Todd. Alonzo just singled Lindorian, and he's amped up. Sorry, he doubled them in, and he's amped up at second base. Yes. There's a run scored without the benefit of a homer. Yes. It's uh, Lindorian, Alonzo, back-to-back. Sing, uh, double-double. All right. Well, this is, uh, I thought it was going to be a dog fight. So no, no surprise there. Nope. Um, nope. Uh, but get, sorry, Nick Prato. Prato. So Prato, uh, 36 leagues, high of 62. And, you know, he's another highly touted Royals prospect. Um, but I think he's got a, a risk in terms of a batting average, Rob, um, that he, he has a fair amount of swing and miss in his game. And he could hit some homers, but he also could strike out a bunch. So I was, and I wasn't so desperate in the first base area. So I didn't go for him myself. Did you uh, go after Prado at all? I did. I actually got him for 11 bucks in one league. Um, I uh, needed to get some power on both of my Uh mains. And um, I had him and uh, and Bobby Dahlbeck. uh, And so what I did was I 
I did a little fab diversification. I put, I prioritized Prado in one league and Dahlbeck in the other. So, and okay. uh, yeah, and, and it happened. So I got Dahlbeck in one and Prado in the other. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I like, um, I mean, I think the power is going to be okay. I like how he sneaks in some stolen bases in the minors. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. With, you know, pretty decent success rates too. Um, yeah, I mean, 30, you know, 30% strikeout rate this year in the minors and the swinging strike was, you know, um, 11, seven. Um, right. so I don't think it's horrible and I don't think it portends to be like, you know, batting average disaster. He, you know, he had some decent averages in the minors, 271, 259, this year is 240, yeah. but, um, yeah, I don't know. Hoping for just some, uh, a, a nice little power run, you know, um, sure. I like sure. his, I like that, you know, that he keeps the fly ball percentage up too in the minors and that, you know, he pulled the ball a decent amount. So um, we'll see what happens in the majors. Uh, I think he's going to get a good, a good run. You know, I think he's going to get a shot to play. I think they'll deal out Ben and Tendi and they'll deal out. Um, uh, who's the other guy? I don't know. Definitely Ben and Tendi. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be some space for these young guys to, uh, to yeah, play. I think the Royals, the Royals should clear out some people. So, uh, they should let him play. I don't see any problem with that. Yeah. Uh, so. The third third guy was another rookie, uh, JJ Blade from Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, picked up in thirty four leagues, high of sixty five, so right about the same number. And he also has a lot of power, Rob. I didn't get him, um, but uh, he, you know, again, another guy could go on a run, could strike out a lot, um, and. Uh, Oh, we have another. Oh, 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 four two. Eduardo goes yard, bottom of the wow. first. Get out of town, fucking Yanks. Get out. Well, I really appreciate your uh, even tempered approach to this. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm hyped up. It's great. It's a worth. <laughs> we should have podcasted yesterday. <laughs> oh well, this is fun. Um, oh, yeah. This is why. Uh, yeah, I, I I I think I think I. I think I sat Montgomery in like, you know, in a couple of my leagues because I didn't want to root for him in this start. <laughs> and even though he got the double start, but uh, it looks like he's uh, going to destroy me and some other um, teams for sure. Yeah, but that's okay. That's acceptable. It's acceptable to you. Yeah. Yeah. Not it's acceptable. Me, not acceptable. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because you're getting destroyed two ways. In two ways. I got him in one league. Uh, <laughs> I'm not appreciating this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so JJ Blade, yeah, decent, you know, decent power guy. He does, uh, he does yeah, have a good strike. eye. He walks a lot. He walks a lot. He does strike out, but you know, he hits for power again. It's good, just a, a play on whether you think he's gonna, um, you know, um, provide the power and, and not hurt you so much in batting average. I think that's the key with both of these guys. Um, right, right. If I, if, if, you know, I kind of see like Jack Sawinski here, but Jack right. at least has some speed and looks like he could run. And so, um, you know, I guess you just get that same shot and it's just, you know, we'll see what the um, Marlins do. I'm sure they're going to be a team that, you know, blows it up a little bit. So he should get his chance, you know, that's for sure. Because yeah, um, yeah. the rest of the team is not really good, you know. No, they're not. They're not hitting as a group. Obviously, El Garcia stinks. I mean, he really stinks. Last year, he was pretty good. Yeah, I drafted him in a a lot of DCs this year, and of course, after the fact, James Anderson tells me it wasn't a good idea. So (laughs) he's like, I watched him last year, and he's you know he swings too you know he swings outside his own too much. It's not going to work next year. He's getting older and blah blah blah. He got his money, and I'm like, God damn it, that makes sense. Don't you hate it when people give you good advice too late? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess I should have had this. Talk- I should have had the conversation with him before I drew after the talk. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so all right. But, um, the, ne- the next yeah, guy yeah. on the list is uh, another young player, uh, Ezekiel Duran. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a third baseman, I think, by trade. He went for a high of thirty-three and a, again low of one. Picked up in twenty-nine leagues. Um, again, I think I might have him on one team from before. I don't know if I picked him up this week. 
Um, but did you add any Duran or no? Um, in one league, he was held. Um, I think by Rob Silver actually held him this whole time, um, which you know might be a good move if if, if he comes back and gets right. back into the swing and gets some PT. You know, right. um, it's it just it's just always uh, you know the the Rangers are they they always have to kind of slip in that you know Charlie Colberson getting a start every now and then and yeah I they just, like that. Uh, yeah yeah I think you know if they they just let Josh Smith and Duran play you know, and, 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 and try to, uh, you know, see what kind of impact they could bring, then, uh, they'll get full run. But as long as they don't, you know, sneak, sneak in some random, you know, playing time for other guys, it, it should be a, a full run here for Duran. I know he got hot in AAA, um, right, right. in the time that he was down there, but he was also hot in the beginning of the year. So maybe this time around, um, you know, uh, I, he's, he stays in the groove because uh, I think he he started off well, but then he he kind of got figured out real quick. But um, yeah, he chases a little too much. But yeah, um, yeah. when he hit, when he makes contact, he makes some good contact, and uh, right. and he's you know got some pretty decent speed. But all the other things have to improve: the contact, the swinging strike, you know, the ability to handle off speed. Right. I mean, he's kind of like a third baseman, similar to Blade and Prado, but just at third base. But maybe not quite as much power as the other two guys, right? Um, but, but still, you know, he has potential. Could could help, especially if you need help at third base. Yep. Um, then uh, people looking for saves were picking up AJ Puck. Still not convinced that the A's really want him to be the closer, um, but uh, he certainly he's got talent. He's got potential. Um, I just you know they seem to be happy at least for now with Trevino. And then they got, uh, you know, they got a couple of the guys knocking around that are um, maybe, maybe going to convive for saves depending on who gets traded. So I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't as optimistic about this one. Did, did you add puck uh, hoping for saves at all? Uh, no, no, I did not. Um, I had Zach Jackson in a couple of my waterfalls, not okay. puck. Okay. Um, I just he think was, that he was later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the closer in the minors, you know, and I just kind of feel like he, he's been the better, uh, the better pitcher for um, like swing and miss too. I think puck, um, puck like his in-zone contact has been rising um, not only from last year and his history, but you know, in the last couple of weeks. So I don't know. It just seems like he's not missing as many bats as he should be, or maybe yeah. uh, I was hoping for. I don't for know him, if they but... really want to use him like the way a traditional closer would, you know, two or three days in a row, um, because he's just had such injury problems over the years. But that's just a theory that I have. I mean, it might be wrong. Um, yeah. I think they're happy, you know, using him for the seventh or eighth inning once in a while. And uh, he's, he's very tough to hit. Um, all right. And then the next guy on the list was Bobby Dahlbeck, who I know you added. Um, so he's getting the playing time. I mean, they need, they need him. Red Sox need him. Uh, again, he, he, he's a, not a rookie, but he's got the swing and miss and he's got the home run power. So uh, which is going to be more prevalent? I don't know. Um, I think he, he needs to play well or he will eventually get, uh, you know, released or traded in favor of Tristan Casas, maybe not this year, but next year. So it's, a, it's sort of now or never time for Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just, uh, you know, I like the fact that he played third for Devers um, yep. previously. Um, before the Devers went on the IO, like um, early in July. Um, so you know, I like that he's replacing him there. And so I think he's going to have access to some PT either way. And he just needs a little run to stay in the lineup. But I also do think that, I don't know, you know, are they going to go anywhere? Are they going to, you know, trade away? Because if they trade away J.D. Martinez or, or Bogarts, uh, right. you know, he can just have, He'll have playing time, you know. 
Yeah, I think he, over this next month, I, I think he's going to play. I, I, yeah. I would agree with you there. Yep. The question is, what will the performance be? I don't know the answer to that, but you would, you would hope that he would sort of rise to the challenge and, and uh, you know, put, put more uh, contact on the baseball. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you about expectations. He's had a lot <laughs> of chances already. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like his, his, his production will come. I mean, he's, he, he's done uh, – he's continuing the trend of things that we saw him do at the end of last year, like in terms yeah. of, you know, striking out and uh, less, you know, uh, still hits the ball really hard. Um, so, um, you know, I think uh, a couple of things will fall his way. I think – I think he'll just get the power surge on and uh, we're going to get a good run of homers here from him. So I All need right. it. Uh, certainly he's got a, a puncher's chance to do that. He certainly has the power. If he's making contact, I would agree with you there. Um, then we have Dane Dunning, who's I think was on the IL, if I'm not mistaken, but he's back now healthy. And uh, he's, you know, shown some signs over the, this season and last season, Rob, where he's been pretty good, even when the Rangers have been highly mediocre as a team. So I feel like he could produce, but he hasn't done it in any consistent way, um, at least this season, for sure. He's had some injury problems. Um, but did you pick up Dane Dunning at all uh, anywhere? I did not, no. Uh, I don't think he was available in my mains. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was picked up in 19 leagues, so probably a minority of leagues um, that he was available in. Um, and then you got Zach Jackson. He was the next guy on the list, 18 leagues, 18 pickups. He did get the save. I think, was it Sunday he got the save? Uh, yeah, because Trevino worked the two days in a row, and yeah, he came in for the save the next day. Okay. Is that what happened? Oh, no, Trevino, he came in when Trevino got in trouble. Um, maybe yeah. yeah yeah he he i know he got to save the one of the last two days but so he's definitely in the mix i believe um so i think he could get some more depending on especially if trevino gets traded you know then then why wouldn't they consider using jackson right uh, right but i'm i'm not i'm not sure what the oakland a's are going to do they're probably anything that's not nailed down will be up for sale. Um, yeah, it ha it has to be. I mean, the team is disgusting anyway right now. It's I, I always like the scene in Moneyball when they uh, they're having the, the players pay for their own sodas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just an embarrassing just embarrassing organization right now. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Just really like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you should be able to field teams like this. <laughs> it's not good for the game, really. No, it's disgusting. You know, it's just, uh, it's just really bad. The the Royals too. I feel like they just pocket the TV money and then say they we have don't have money to pay anybody and you know and then uh, we can't field a really competitive team. You know, right. I just you know I think the teams can do better than what they're they're saying. But anyway, yeah. Um, Last two guys on the list, Victor Robles and Spencer Watkins. Robles, uh, you know, he hit a couple of homers, I think, recently. But, uh, geez, I've been sort of jaded by Victor Robles over the years. He he was supposed to be a high-pedigree talent, and he just – he really hasn't produced much. I mean, but he is still fast. He still theoretically could steal bases. Um, but, anyway, I, I'm not – I wasn't picking him up. And then Spencer Watkins, I did get in one league, um, but I didn't know if I really wanted to start him this week. Um, he's looked good over the last few starts for Baltimore. Um, how about you? Did you get any of these two guys? Um, no, I did not. Um, I took a look at Robles. He's got some things that are working in his favor. Um, you know, look like his rolling, his rolling graphs, like his ground ball percentage is, is, is going down, you know? Um, which is good. The hard hit is going up, which is also good. The barrels are kind of like, you know, getting up there and in, in, in not down in the one or two percent, but been 
rolling at like three and a half, four. So, um, yeah, I mean, people are always going to be, you know, drawn to this, that skill set, the pedigree and, and, and try to catch some lightning in a bottle, you know, but for him, I think it's just like when he hits the ball in the air more, he's just going to have to hit it harder in the air. Uh, that's the thing when he tried to go more with that air approach, it, it just was weak. Yeah. You know, weak fly balls, weak, weak line drives. And, you know, if he could hit it harder in the air, he's probably, you know, is going to find something special, but uh, I don't see it completely. Wasn't there a week, I think there was a week, Rob, where he really had a hot week and I want to say May or so. And then he was sort of one of the leading pickups even then for one week. Yep. And then he sort of faded back again. I think yeah, he, I think I, he hit, did he hit the, um, I think he hit like uh, a couple of homers in the game, right? That, that's all it took. Maybe that was it, but it, maybe he might have batted like four or 500 for the week and he really had a strong week. And then there, there was a big wide pickup of him. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I, I think he's he's uh, like Charlie Brown with the football, but. <laughs> Pretty much. He, he's, he's been that guy. Yeah. He's been that guy. And uh, Watkins, you know what? Jury's still out, but he's showing some signs. Uh, if he has a good matchup, I think you can maybe play him and roll him out there. Um, but, uh, you know, so that was the group of the highest pickups. And uh, the, the wow bid went to Jesus Lazardo. Uh, he was uh, bid. Uh, he got the the only bid over a hundred dollars, one forty two. That was the wow bid of the week, and the second the runner up bid in that case was one hundred dollars, and those are the only two bids over a hundred dollars this past week. No other bids for any player or even Lazardo were a hundred or more. Wow, so, times yeah, are changing. That, yeah, I think. Uh, People are looking at the amount left and they're sort of realizing the $100 bid is quite a lot of money at this stage. Um, yep. Yep. So, Were you in on any of the Rowan Wick, Dylan Floro ads? Are they available at all in your league? Not either one of those. I went more for Felix Bautista. Mm, nice. Uh, but I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't know if the Orioles are really going to trade Lopez, you know, I, I, they're, they're playing well, I would say, gee, why don't they keep it rolling the way they have it? I don't see why they, I guess if somebody comes along and wants to give them a lot for Lopez. Well, that's the thing. I I feel like they're never going to get this value out of him. So, you know, forward thinking organizations, you know, will look at that future value and, and, and try to, you know, try to get what they can for it. It'd be smart of them to, you know, get because he's never going to be this good. It's probably the peak of what you'll see from him unless he just keeps getting better, which I don't know. He's done it as he's gotten older. So there's something that's working for him, Um, but maybe it is the organization. Maybe it's what the Orioles are doing for him, you know, to help him. But I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, you you and I have seen um, relievers have one or two good seasons and then sort of fade. Um, you know, so I'm not convinced that he's a long-term stud reliever. He um, seems like the perfect replacement for Michael King, though. Well, the Yankees. I would think they'd be interested, but I mean, again, if the Orioles are probably going to ask for more because they're in the same division, right? And I, I just. I see the Yankees going for a lesser named guy, you know, that you just is already pitching the seventh or eighth inning and not a closer because you got that closer premium on top. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's more their usual MO. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure. I think he's, he's pitching well enough to fill that role for sure. Um, right. It's just a question of what the Orioles are going to demand. I think that's the case. Um Anyway, that's what I picked up was Bautista more than anybody else. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, some other interesting ads. I know we didn't do the pod last week, but you'll see the the likes of uh, Ozzy Albies and Gene Tagura getting scooped back up. Right. Um, I tried to get Tagura last week, and I, I got outbid. I think it was in the high 20s um, uh-huh. last week, and this week as well. Um, it was – in the low 30s, and I got outbid. Um, but yeah, what are you gonna do? Trying to, um, Albies was uh, 
I lost him as well uh, last week, but I did get him in an OC and my auction league. So, right. Um, right. you know, I think it's the time to just try to take a chance on getting yeah. legit, yeah, yeah. you know, difference makers and just trying to wait out that, that time where, you know, they come back, you know, as long as you feel comfortable, you can have good options on the bench and, and, and not sacrifice too much now. Sure. Yeah, I'm not big on, uh, you know, scooping up injured guys, but I did get Albies once uh, the week before last and Hanniger once. So, okay. you know, but uh, I don't I, I don't like to overdo it because then you can't swap out hitters and stuff. Right, right. Um, what about a guy like Kyle Muller? Did you uh, have any ideas on maybe, spec, you know, speculating on him coming up and maybe replacing Ian Anderson in the rotation? I think he, it might happen, but I know I didn't pick him up to answer your yeah. question. He's been um, really good in, in the minors yeah. right now. He's, he's yeah. pitching very well. And I think if Anderson had decided to pull the plug, I think they would go to uh, Muller. Right. But, right. Uh, Makes sense. I'm not they sure. do have a ton of good arms down there too. So in the yeah. in triple A, I think their triple A rotation is 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 pretty stacked. Um, right. So right. They do have options to try to replace Ian Anderson. It's been, it's been horrible. Right. He's been bad. Um, you know, if if they could limp, you know, into the playoffs with him there, then they don't really need him in the playoffs as the fifth starter. Right. Uh, but but if they really think you know, well, we're going to be in a dogfight with the Mets and we want five, you know, a fifth starter that has more of a chance to win, then sure, they might they might actually do that. Yep. Um, that's a good that's a good call. Um, let's see. So the f- fab remaining, uh, if you scroll down to that section, uh, there's $203 left for the average main event team. Um, there was a l- less activity uh, the average winning bid was $16 this past week. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's still the fact that this week is ahead of last year. Uh, this year, excuse me, is ahead of last year in terms of spending, even though for most of the season, it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if again, I, I bring this up all the time, Rob, but if you assume there's 50 bucks or so of dead money, uh, like there was last year, and it's really only $150 left mm-hmm. for the average team. And that, you know, averages, you know, it can vary widely. There's some teams that have five or 600 and there's some teams that have, you know, $60. So, uh, you know, you got to see, look at your league and see what the, the sort of the range of outcomes is. But um, uh, I, I do think mo- a lot of teams are going to be, you know, 150, 200 right now. Right. Yeah, I'm at 170 and 270. Okay, I can tell you what what in my mains. Uh, we have uh, 119 and no, excuse me, 188, 284. There you go. On the ones with James and I. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's about about the same. Yeah. Um, and then in the Coliseum, uh, I'll be interested in your views on this. I don't know if you get a chance to look at it, but. The four members of the Coliseum were um, uh, Pascuntino, Vinny Pascuntino, uh, Derek Hall, Will Smith, the pitcher of Atlanta, A.J. Minter, the pitcher for Atlanta. Uh, Pascuntino, uh, was, I was a little disappointed with what he's produced. He's got a 217 average with two homers. He hasn't really got the counting stats either, so I think I gave him a loss. He still has the chance to um, come on, he's still getting the playing time. He's some of his batted ball metrics are very good, but in terms of production, it really hasn't happened for him. Um, I don't know if you disagree with that, but I just I, I, I disagree with him getting a loss and Derek Hall getting a push for basically having one less hit. Same amount of homers. I mean, well, what's the yeah, difference? the average is better because. Hall has not batted as much. He's not been yeah. at bats. Minimal, minimal, minimal difference on your overall. Also, team. Hall has uh, 10 R- uh, runs scored and five RBI. So he's got more counting stats than, yeah. than All right. In, in less playing time, in less playing time. All right. Well, you know, 
no. I think I yeah, I think right now, yeah, he's he definitely outplayed I mean, Pascantino. Yeah, look, look, the outlook for Pascantino is much higher than Hall. Definitely. I, you know, yeah, I don't think there's any argument there. It's just what what's he's produced. I don't right, think right. in the first three weeks he's he's made his mark. Right, um, right. No, in the first three weeks he definitely outplayed him. He definitely yeah. he's got him platooned already, so for lefties. So we'll see how that works going forward for him. Because if yeah, he just we'll loses see. that, you know, it's uh It'll be tough. Yeah, I think Pasquantino will. They should play him every day. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, no, there's no question about that. So. He just, uh, you know, he just seems like a seasoned guy. Just uh, his approach is, yeah, his overall like um, hitting tool and you know doesn't strike out. Sixteen percent strikeout. Put him in the lineup and let him go. I think he'll he'll yeah. figure it out. You know, major league pitching is is better than minor league, but he'll figure it out. Um, yep. I love a guy uh, who's going to have a 16% strikeout percentage and 40% barrel percentage. You know, Max EV is 113 already. I think Pascantino is going to be pretty solid yeah, going forward. I think, I think he's going to hit his stride and he's so, you know, he's going to light it up. He should he should be drafted uh, very competitively for next year. I think so, yeah, for sure. Then in terms of the two Atlanta relievers, Will Smith really didn't do anything. Oh. Uh, he got one save. Minter so was the guy, right? Yeah, Minter. Minter did much better while Kenley was out. He got four saves. His numbers were also a lot better in terms of helping your whip and ERA. So he got a win, and uh, Will Smith got a loss. So uh, still for the year, um, we're thirty-six percent good ads versus twenty-four percent last year. So I still think much better this year um, than I don't know if it's the 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 baseball players or the fantasy managers that deserve the credit but anyway much better ads uh, across the board for uh, fantasy managers in the main event um, yep good for us yeah good for us i mean you know <laughs> last year one out of four that's a pretty low mark um then uh in terms of the lead leaders top 20 uh bob katsarumpas is number one still he's been holding on um, but Scott Jenstad moved from third to second. So he's he's been up there all year, too, and he's getting a little bit closer to the top. Um, he's, he's definitely a threat. And then Robert Cramutola, third, Ben Tidd, fourth, Scott Wagoner, fifth. Those guys were all in the top five even last the week before. Um, so it's a pretty solid group. Ned Donahue is in sixth, and he's winning three leagues. Wow. I still find amazing. Three main events, he's he's in front. Um, but uh, you can see the top 20, all a lot of good players. Ned Donahue also 14th overall tied, uh, as well as the sixth place he, he has. Um, great job. Yeah, great job. Some uh, really top players and, uh, you know, still a fair amount of a season to go, but it's starting to be real now. It's 40% or so to go of the season. So it's not quite as easy to say, well, you know, I'll be able to come back. Just give me another month or two. Um, uh, the, these guys are definitely threats for the uh, title. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's where you got to be to strike right now. And that, you know, that yeah. top, top 15 is, is like, you know, I think the most realistic that can make a move, you know. I, think top. So, but I would still I still say you don't have to be in the top 20 to have a chance at the overall but um, I would say you know you should be in the top 50 or 60 to, to really consider yourself involved um, eh, I'm I'm in 50 and I don't consider myself involved you're not involved I, I, I consider yourself involved I, I don't I, I'm <laughs> I'm not looking at the overall anymore at, not at 50 it's like too many points away I, and my team is just not that good <laughs> not as good as those teams and i just don't i don't think it could happen at that i think i think realistically you got to be top 15 maybe 20 to like really have a realistic chance you can draw the you know your ideal what you need but what are the chances that's going to happen I mean, and you're, you're talking about being number absolutely number one or you're talking about drawing into the top 20 just number one yeah, number one. Oh, to be number one, one overall. 
That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, I'd say the top twenty, the odds of the top uh, top number one team coming from somebody in the top twenty would be probably seventy five percent, right? That one of those twenty wins it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say it's not insignificant. I still say there's a twenty five percent chance that a team that's twenty one or lower could win. Um, that's going to shrink over the next, you know, two or three weeks, obviously, but. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, uh, Rob Silver always talks about the, the year that he won that he, his team just was went on a hot streak the second half. And I think it can happen if you get the right players that just all of a sudden do. I mean, remember what uh, Joey Votto did last year. Right. Right. Adam Wainwright and people that we didn't expect. So if you get players that do those sorts of things, um, anyway, it's uh, won't be from my team. I'm telling you that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I have more confidence in you than that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Someone does. <laughs> someone does. All right. Anyway, um, and speaking of uh, top guys, Phil Dussault is 98th. You know, and he's I consider Phil a much better fantasy player than me. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, you know, he's been busy. He's doing other things. He's trying to save the world. You know, he's, he's, he's coming up with formulas to do some, some real life changing stuff, you know, not baseball. So. Okay. Well, that's no. good. <laughs> that's good. We, the world needs some saving. I think. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So we got to have guys like Phil on, on the case, I think, but uh, anyway, um, and then uh, let's see what else. Uh, I mean, I, I got the league leaders. I got the, the eight leagues that, that I went into in depth. I'm happy to talk about any of it. Um, but I did, uh, did do want to mention that at the bottom of each article, I try to highlight the people that really have multiple uh, top three places in, in main event leagues. Right. And so I, I won't read them, but the, there's some really outstanding performances for guys that are um, that are placing in multiple leagues, including yourself, Rob, um, you're second in two leagues, which is forget about the overall place. That's pretty pretty good, even on its own. Not good enough for me, Todd. Well, it's, it's, just, it's just a starting <laughs> point, Rob. It's just a starting, you know you're second now. You ain't first, I, you're last. <laughs> All I can tell Son, you, is I that, was high when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get some money even if you finish second but i i think you could pass these guys yeah i mean i got bob Katz in my league he's not, i'm not catching him I'm not catching him i have to be perfect down the stretch and i just you know i don't think it's gonna happen i'm just being realistic i don't think i'm catching he's that like a, he's like a runaway freight train right now yeah yeah it's just you know how many times can you really be you know was it 65 games left for the most teams? I don't yeah, think I'm gonna. Like I don't think I'm gonna make that difference up. You know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna try, but I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a, one fantasy team, even Bob's, uh, can have bad injury luck or very true, very true. It can happen. I mean, you know, I I've had fantasy teams. I'm sure you've had had them too. Where uh, one week you're like, I don't even know what fab I need to do. I mean, I'm right. so such great shape. I, you know, maybe I had no bids. And then the next week you're like, I need five players. <laughs> yeah. But I also have uh, Brad Libros in that uh, league with uh, Bob Katz. And he's also super sharp, but he also seems to be on so many of the guys I'm, I'm on constantly in uh -huh. fab. So, uh, -huh. uh and, and, and we've been trading second and third in that league. I think he just had like a, one of those four point like Mondays yesterday. So right, I'm right, back right. into third, but you know, just another super sharp player. It's just going to make it harder for, he's, I think. He's good, he's good for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got, some, uh, he's got, got one. Teams. I highlighted him, Rob, cause he has one second place and two thirds. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Now two seconds and one third. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's pretty, I mean, three yeah. places, three mains is, is pretty good. I mean, I yep. Yep, absolutely. Not, not like I said, you, yeah. You can see the list is not that long of people that have more than one top three placement. Right. Um, right. So, 
Yeah, anyway. that's why like I, I I try to uh like I said, I I, I try to uh you know look at people in my league if they're on other leagues and who they're picking up in other leagues as well, you know, just try uh -huh. to get more of an understanding of what I'm going against with in Fab, you know. Um, because like I mentioned, he he seems to be uh he just seems to be picking a lot of the same guys or bidding on a lot of the same guys that that's, I that's sometimes unfortunate because if you've got a good player in your league and he's sort of oriented a different way, like he's going after different players, even though he's good uh, and he's very, uh, very impressive uh, fantasy player, that mm -hmm. doesn't hurt you quite as much. What does hurt you is you that type of player and he's sort of on the same guys. Right. And, and even in the draft, whether it's the draft or the fab, Rob, um, it really, it really can uh, hurt your performance. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I guess what, what's really impressive to me is if you look down the list of, of good players in the main event that really are not so much in the top three, I'm not going to name names, but there's guys that are seventh, eighth, ninth place in main event leagues and I know are very good and I know are fully engaged. They're not like, you know, blowing it off mm -hmm. and they've been good in the past. I mean, and, and these guys are, you know, these guys are having difficulty this year. Right. Right. So yeah. Can, I mean, we're all going to hit that point where we're just not, have, you know, we yeah, want to do good every year. We kind of think a couple of guys, it's yeah. like, you know, they're every year it's so competitive that, you know, if you find yourself in seventh place, it's not, it's not really uh, that hard to, to, to find yourself there. Right. It's, you know, it's just, uh, that's why the guys like John Posma, let me read this one up. One first, one second, two thirds, and he's 21st overall. So that's four main events. I mean, and he does it every year. That's what's amazing to me. It's not like, oh, he's having one good year. Um, he, he's just, good every every time around right right i hear you it's uh, a lot of a lot of good players to keep keep tabs on for sure <laughs> that's yep. for sure so i, I don't i don't want to go through the league in standings but um, um i feel like the next couple of weeks when people have to bid uh 40 30 dollars that's really where the proof comes out because people generally don't have the 70 or 80 bucks to throw on a guy if even if he's a really attractive free agent right right yeah gonna be fun um this week i really have to crack down on uh my shit and uh <laughs> and, and get back on uh get back into it um so gonna have to you know work with the trade deadline coming up yeah but, yeah that'll be a big week so yeah so we got yeah one more, let's see, we got Fab, uh, which might happen before most of the trades on the 31st. Yep. And then the, the trade deadline is Tuesday. And then there might be a big Fab after that, depending on, you know, who's been moved. Right. So it could be two weekends of high activity. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, absolutely right. And then... That's why this is the week to really start, you know, diving in and uh, yeah. try to speculate before. Uh, I know a lot of people did some speculation this week. Um, right. I wasn't fully ready for that. And I just, uh, my team needed some, some, some things, you know, now and then, then speculating right. on. So. Well, you yeah. got one more weekend to do that. And uh, I mean, compared to me who picked up Felix Bautista, that may amount to nothing. Right. <laughs> well, you never know. I, I I think he's still one of those arms that you could throw in, you know, right. uh, and, and he's not going to hurt you. Get you no, about no, five, he's, he's about five pitcher. strikeouts of the week and a couple of appearances, and right. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I I think a lot of uh, teams will go to that kind of, you know, strategy this year. Um, if you're close in ratios and you you know maybe have a good pad in K's, maybe that's something you try to yeah. do. You know. Yep. Um, get, get no. a guy like that out of the pen I mean Colin McHugh guys like, yep. like that are, are valuable especially if you don't want to throw a particular uh, starter right yeah Andres Munoz um, oh yeah Munoz has been great yeah guys like that you know you might be able to fill uh, 
you know, last couple of weeks, last month, just fell a whole starting, you know, pitching of, a, of, of maybe a couple of pitches, two or three starters and fill out the rest with guys like that, you know? Yeah. 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 So, all right, Todd, you want to tell everyone where to find your article and how to find sure. you? Sure. So it's at a uh, free article. It usually comes out Monday, spstreamer.com. Uh, I'm at Telestar7 on Twitter. Um, and I hope everybody has a really good week leading up to the trade deadline. And I hope you have a good week too, Rob. I'm rooting for you to come on in your two leagues. Thank you, Todd. That would be cool. Appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, next week, uh, we'll get right back at this, doing what we do. There you go. Hang in there, buddy. All right. Alrighty, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. Thanks for everyone for constantly supporting the show and myself and for leaving reviews and kind Twitter messages and email messages. Really appreciate that and uh, hope to fulfill the next um, couple of months with some solid content, um, myself included, and some guests. And, uh, you know, we can really help to support your run for the championships this year because flags fly forever. And even if you're in a dynasty league and you got a chance to win or keep a league, just go for it, you know? That's it. Now's the time, you know? Might not be next year. Who knows? The world might blow up for all we know. But I hope that doesn't happen because I love everybody. And we, we don't want that to happen. But you know what I mean. The time is now. So if you got a chance, you got a window to win, go for it. That's it. You don't want to be a bag of shit comes in second. That happens. Still won't make you a real bag of shit, but you know. You'll feel like one probably for a little bit. If you knew you could have made a chance, made a move, you know, made a trade or something, you know, that could bring you over the top. I mean, you might feel like a bag of shit. Doesn't mean you are one, but don't be one.